guys doing today? <laughs> I was just like, like, I don't know if you need me to preach, but I'm going to anyways. Just, but, you know, it's amazing how God takes some of the stuff you were thinking about that got kind of, okay, I only have a certain amount of time, so that's going to be like number four on the list if I can get there, which I know I'm not going to get there. But then in, in praise, <laughs> praise and worship, it kind of uh, moves it up a level. And I, I, I want to just share, I'm, I'm going to take two minutes to introduce what I want to talk about. Then I want to share for a few minutes on what I thought Holy Spirit was really saying to me, which then I just kind of put on a back burner. But I'll take it off the back burner. Now I'm going to turn the heat up. <laughs> uh, come on. It's just a metaphor. <laughs> How many of you enjoyed Pastor David going through uh, some of the Psalms? Oh, wow. I love the Psalms. Um, I love my brother David, but I, I love David in the Bible as well. Um, I, I was once reading a book by, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Charles Swindoll, um, but I was reading one of his books. And, and one of his quotes in the book, and which I think he got from somebody else, was, David represents every human being. Throughout his life, you can see every sort of emotion, every sort of strength, praise, worship, failure, sin. I mean, everything, emotions ups, emotions down. Every, and so we, we can all find ourselves somewhere in the life of David. And, and so I've really been enjoying it. And uh, I'm going to take you for like five minutes of one of my walks in the morning to introduce my subject. And uh, Psalms 27. And uh, it starts, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. I'm going to stop right there because that's, yes, thank you. Whom shall I fear? I want to talk about the word strength. When, when, here's, here's this is my thinking as I'm walking. The Lord is my light. And I, okay, and then and I already start rabbit trailing on myself in my walk. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him, the Word, Jesus Christ, not anything was made that was made. In him was life, of intrinsic to God, intrinsic to who, who he is, is life. And the life was the light of man. We have all been illuminated by the spark of life from our Lord Jesus Christ, our creator. So when I'm walking, I'm thinking, Lord, thank you for creating me. Then he's my salvation. And then I, I start thinking of the word salvation. And I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Lord, you're my savior. And you know, most of us kind of have those things down pat. God created us. We all, I hope, believe in creation and the fact that he created us, gave us life. And, and I hope we all believe in the fact that uh, he saved us. He came to earth to save us. But then 
we get to he's my strength. And this morning I want to talk about the word strength because we can, we, we have, um, we get a certain way in our walk and that's where we kind of stop. I want to talk about the strength of our Lord. And when you look at the word strength, I'm going to read it from the NIV. Um, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear awesome? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. This morning, I want to talk about what is your stronghold? What is my stronghold? For some of us, it's our career. Because through our career, we get satisfaction. Through our career, we earn money, which allows us to purchase certain things, go on certain holidays. And our career is the stronghold in your life. But what happens when the career disappears? I had an awesome career. I really felt God calling me to quit my job, go into ministry, and I did that. All of a sudden, my financial security started going like this, and I start questioning, did I hear God right? Did I miss something? And I always have to go back to, what is my strong, where's my confidence? I'll, I'll just give you... The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength, my stronghold, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. And though war rages against me, in this will I be confident. What? Some people then just keep going, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That's the next verse. But the, my confidence is not in the same sentence, in the same paragraph, in the same section as one thing have I desired. The word in this is my confidence. My confidence is in the Lord, my light, the Lord, my salvation, and the Lord, my stronghold. Because I can believe God created me. I can believe that he saved me and still have confidence in me in what I can do, in what I can produce, in how much influence I can have, how many people I can sway. And in all of a sudden, my confidence, my stronghold is in me, my career, what I can do, and then when that gets wiped away, now if I want to find a job, which I've tried to look for a few times because I of certain situations, guess what I find out? Well, nobody wants to hire a 50-year-old when they can get a 25-year-old. I find out, okay, I've been out of the job. And so they start asking me com computer-related questions about this new software package in accounting. And I'm stumbling all over myself. And I'm talking a mile a minute to try to think that, make them think I'm knowledgeable, but I have no clue about what I'm actually talking about. And so all of a sudden, my education, that was my stronghold, my experience, that was my stronghold. My career, my finances, that was my stronghold. Now, it's kind of useless anymore. Now, it's now it's useless. And so all of a sudden, my stronghold has crumbled. And my confidence is gone. And I'm thinking, I can't even get a job. 
Now what do you do? Well, now you start to fear. Now you start to fear. Now stress kicks in. All the opposites of faith. <laughs> I, had, I had this written out really neat here. Uh, Pastor David, a few years ago, you, you, we did a series on living above the noise. How many of you remember living above the noise? <laughs> I pulled up the sermon I preached, and I'm going, wow. God was preparing us for some noise. <laughs> Here, the noise creates fear. Fear, if you let it go, creates panic. Panic creates confusion. Now you're confused and shaking begins to happen. And if you're not careful, you go too far. The last word I have there is you're shattered. The noise, the noise because your confidence was in the wrong stronghold, was on the wrong foundation. And again, it's, it's separate from your salvation, and it's separate in who, who you believe created you. It's in what are you building your life upon now? Anyways, I skipped to week number three. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I get studying. Look at look at all this paper I got. So I, I came down from my office this morning. I said, "Well, honey, my, my wife Brenda." Um, I said, "I got my seminar all ready to go," <laughs> and uh, I, I got my handy dandy clock. Oh, Pastor David has my clock there too. Here's a stronghold. It's a place or it's your means of safety. I'm just going straight into the Hebrew. This isn't words I've made up. This is, I'm just reading what great scholars in the, in the past have written. A, a stronghold is your place of protection. That's what, when, when David here, and this is David, most, most scholars believe before he was king, he wrote this psalm. The Lord is my stronghold. Lord God, you are my place of protection. The whole world, and in David's case, the whole world was crumbling around him at different times. The whole world might be crumbling around me, but you, Lord, are my place of protection. Literally, a few verses later says, in the time of trouble, you hide me in your pavilion. And get this, at that time, the ark wasn't even in their possession. David hadn't built the tent of meeting where the ark stood. And the temple which his son built wasn't established. So what pavilion is David even talking about? His relationship with his shepherd. I mean, I'm going through my walk and, oh, Lord, you're my shepherd. I'm going through all these, this web, these rabbit trails as I'm 
watching the rabbits run by me in, in the automobile. <laughs> well, I'm watching the rabbits. I'm on a rabbit trail myself. But Lord, you're my shepherd. L- listen to Pastor David's psalm from last week. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree, not blown over by the wind, a tree that is planted, a tree that has roots, a tree that is strong and healthy, that bears fruit in his season. His leaf does not wither, and everything he puts his hand to prospers. That Where is the stronghold in that verse? His delight is not in his career. His delight was not in his shepherding ability. His delight was not in, okay, how many new lambs did we get? No, his delight was in the law of the Lord. And in that law, in God's word, he meditates, he thinks about, he ponders, he mulls it over in his mind day and night and out of that out of putting his mind towards that strength stronghold courage overcoming out of that placement of confidence in God's word Oh, Lord. I got so much. And I'm just going to talk about what I was thinking about. Here, here David becomes king. And this, is, this was just kind of my reading and studying. And then I'm going to give you the thought that just went through my head. Wow, amazing. <laughs> That's what I thought anyways. We'll, we'll see what you think. <laughs> David becomes sing, king. Saul was was killed his son Jonathan killed all his sons killed and and it was the Philistines that had come through and at that same point in time David and his small community got wiped out and and removed by the Amalekites who who took from Ziglag okay so David's off recovering his wife and children and family and his soldiers in a different part Saul gets uh killed and now somebody takes over the stronghold of Jerusalem. The Jebusites are now inhabiting Jerusalem. They anoint David king. 2 Samuel 5. And and David now says, Lord, do, do I go up to Jerusalem and take Jerusalem? And yes, go take that stronghold back. Go take the stronghold back. And so he goes, and this is where my mind starts getting interesting. The valley, it's the valley of, and see, I didn't even take notes because I, I didn't even bring this part. So I, so, so I hope I get this name right. Uh, Reframe. The valley of Rephraim, which is the valley of giants. 
Then as I'm reading, I, I want to, okay, <laughs> I, I, I click on maps so that I, I kind of get, <laughs> I start picturing this. The Valley of the Giants runs, okay, you have Jerusalem. <laughs> Valley of Giants runs southwest, and down here is the city of Bethlehem. Now, okay, now I jump from David to Jesus, born in Bethlehem. His destiny is Jerusalem, and he goes through the Valley of Giants. I'm just, my, my brain is going boom all the way. <laughs> Sorry if your brain isn't, but mine was. Uh, you're just all staring at me like, okay, that didn't even get an amen, except for Charlene, thank you. <laughs> well, that was a wow, but... <laughs> But here's, here's the, the, stro the stronghold. Jesus overcame strongholds on our behalf. Jesus destroyed the power of sin. Sin that had its claws, its hold on mankind... Jesus defeated, and it says he took away the sin of the world. That thing that held mankind back, Jesus destroyed its power. Now, some people still sit under that power voluntarily or unknowingly, but as Christians, we have the power to rule over that stronghold that wants to hold you back. Because Jesus overcame it and destroyed it. He destroyed the giants that were in the way of the destiny, the calling, the dream in your life. Whatever you think is holding you back, Jesus destroyed its power. He destroyed the power of darkness. He literally destroyed the power of Satan. Whatever power you think is in the way, Jesus destroyed it. And then in John 16, as he's talking to his disciples and saying, yeah, there's going to be tribulations and hard times that are going to come to try to knock you off track, to destroy your confidence, to destroy your peace. They may come, but be of good courage. Be encouraged. Be of, here's my peace, because I have overcome this world. And when he's talking about this world, he's talking about the prince of the power of the air. He destroyed him. The systems, the methods, the, 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 the structures of sin that want to infiltrate our minds, our hearts, our thinking. He destroyed that power. He overcame it. And the word overcome means he rendered it nullified. The power of this world to hold you back from your destiny, he destroyed. Jesus Christ destroyed its power. His journey from Bethlehem to Jerusalem went through the valley of giants. 
And he destroyed stronghold after stronghold after stronghold. And it says that in the heavenly realm, he marched them in a triumphal procession. Them in chains, principalities, powers, rulers, dominions, all in chains, led by Jesus Christ. And we were part of that triumphal procession. And Satan wants to come along. I'm going to read. I was really intrigued. I'll use a new word. I'll use a new word. I'm not even going to get to a lot of my stuff. Here, here's just some notes I, I wrote down. Here's building, I I wrote this under building your belief system. This is building your strongholds, okay? Built on our Lord Jesus Christ. Here, your, this is what I wrote, how many years ago, Pastor David? Like three, four, five years ago? I didn't look on the date on my computer. Your faith is in a fight. This is a message I preached on David and Goliath. The devil will try to cut to the core of your belief system. So just in case anybody that I've had a conversation with in the last 12 months think I'm preaching at you, I wrote that five years ago. So I'm not preaching at you. He comes to cut to the core of what you believe. He tries, the the thief tries to steal, kill, and destroy what you believe. And if he can rattle and shake that faith, it turns, turns you into fear. And fear is the, the rival of faith. And it's it's not about your willpower. It's not about you laying in bed every morning and saying, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And then you don't get out of bed. (laughs) It's not about your willpower. Because sometimes we do get out of bed and things kind of go okay that day and then we're in the same spot 24 hours later. It's the power of God. It's making our Lord Jesus Christ our stronghold. And it's allowing his power to infiltrate your thinking. Here's, here's, here's a definite, yeah. I was going to say conceptual definition, but Pastor Nelson, I haven't gone through all the aspects of building my conceptual definition. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I try to have fun up here. <laughs> and I want you to en- enjoy my fun with me. But I'm going to go straight to my conceptual definition. Strongholds are not physical things in your life. It's not the shortage of money, the lack of education. That's not the stronghold. Strongholds are your patterns of thinking 
that are so ingrained into who you are, into our mind, our will, and our emotions. Those patterns of thinking that they literally influence and control certain areas of your life. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Nelson. <laughs> I'm going to read that again for all of you taking notes. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Here's some of the things that patterns of thinking are ingrained through instruction, through teaching, through modeling. Think of the life of Jesus. We, 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 when we go to Japan and those places, we talk about Jesus and how he taught the disciples he modeled for the disciples then he demonstrated for the disciples and then he participated with the disciples that is building a stronghold that is ingraining thought patterns training thought patterns here are some of the things that that uh in ingrained themselves trauma pain Defeat, hardships, distress, they all train your thinking, your patterns of thinking. And if we're not careful, a pandemic may just happen to come along and, and destroy the physical patterns of meeting. Destroy the physical patterns of mentoring. Now we can't get together. It may just happen sometime in the future. And, and in our stronghold of pattern of life gets destroyed. What about your pattern of thinking? Does the trauma, does a pandemic change your way of thinking? Does the pain, does the hardship of life change your thinking or is your pattern of thinking built upon something that cannot be shaken forever O oh lord your word is settled in heaven it's unchangeable it's unshakable satan comes along and tries to cut to the core of what god's word says cut to the core of who some of us think we are because we wrap ourselves our identity in a career in an education in a relationship what happens when that person rejects you boyfriend girlfriend parent pastor what happens when that person as a human being fails you and you've wrapped your life, that person has become a stronghold in your life, what happens when that person disappears, that career disappears? Listen to the words of Jesus. Follow me. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard it many times. But it's always true. Pastor Nelson thought, if I can get these people to follow me, I can build a great church. He suffered a nervous breakdown. He was in a hospital bed with wires everywhere, sensors everywhere, trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And then the Lord shows up and says, you know, if you get 
people to follow me, <laughs> you won't end up like this. And as followers of a pastor, a ministry, uh, an edu- whatever, as followers, we wrap ourselves up in the person leading the movement. What happens when that person crashes and burns? Who are you following then? A trail of empty dreams, empty promises, or are you following Jesus Christ himself? Woo! I'm all over the place. That's how my brain works. Have you ever, if you ever go to my office, don't touch anything. <laughs> My wife tries to organize me, and then I get scattered. I'm scattered. I'm everywhere. <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now in this message. <laughs> what is your stronghold? I, you know what? We, we, I'm just going to share this last example. The pandemic came. Doors in the building got closed. And one of my strongholds is my faithfulness to the house of the Lord. And it disappeared. Because <laughs> we weren't allowed to come. But symbolically, because we weren't meeting, every Sunday morning, I would go to the loft where the big TV was and I would listen to Pastor David. Why? Because that was a stronghold. Yeah, oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro, in this case. (laughs) Pastor David, yes. But I could have listened to you at home. But, but here. Things in life come to shake us. Noise comes to shake us, to create fear, panic, confusion. Chaos. And, but where are you anchored? What is the stronghold of your life? And sometimes, and I'm not saying that was, had anything to do with my salvation, but sometimes there, there are certain things that we just need to do to, be, to, to keep us connected. Because sometimes passion can go. Excitement can go. The experiences that we build our faith on disappear. Well, what is your faith built on? What is the stronghold that keeps you safe, protected, stabilized, steady, What is it in your life? I want to encourage you this morning. Two words. Follow Jesus. There's too many internet gurus out there that would lead you astray. They've shattered people, destroyed beliefs, faith, Follow Jesus. He is the rock.
This is David. Blessed be the, be the Lord, my rock. Follow Jesus. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord, you are the stronghold. You are the stronghold of my life. In this will I be confident. In you, who you are, what you mean for me, what you've done for me, my relationship, you're my shepherd. This is my confidence. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, this morning, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, I just take a moment right now just to think about who you are, who you are in my life. And I take this moment and I say, Lord, I place you in the highest place. I place you above all else. I thank you, Lord, for the strength that comes from my relationship with you. Lord, every morning, it's not about exercise for me, but I walk with you. It's not about the exercise. It's about you. Every morning, Lord, I declare to you, you're my shepherd. You are the good shepherd. You're my creator. You are my light, my salvation. Lord, you are my strength. You are my stronghold. And this morning, Lord, we make, we make a purposeful declaration within our being, within our heart, our mind, our will, our emotions. We make a purposeful declaration to make you our stronghold. You, we seek you first. We seek your kingdom first. We seek your righteousness. You are the stronghold of my life. And we make that determination, that declaration within our inner person, in, our, in ourselves here right now. You are my stronghold, Lord. And everybody said, amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon.